Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. Before we begin, uh, the ghosts and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has rated us and reviewed us on your favorite podcast provider. It goes a long way to helping people find the show. Plus, it's so nice to read your kind words. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's very kind. All right, moving along. My guest today is a comedian and an actor who has performed quite literally all around the world, including the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, the world-famous Hollywood Improv, the Cape Town Comedy Club in South Africa, the Comedy Store in London, and the Montreux Comedy Festival in Switzerland. She has been nominated for a Canadian Comedy Award and a Canadian Screen Award. Notably, GQ listed one of her jokes as one of the 100 best jokes in the world. Her comedy album, All the Parts, was produced by Bill Burr's network, All Things Comedy, and it was very recently one of five albums highlighted by Ebony Magazine. As an actor, she started off quite humbly on massive hit shows like Degrassi, The Next Generation, and Criminal Minds, and was recently cast in the new Kaylee Cuoco series based on a true story coming soon to Peacock. Please welcome Aisha Alpha. Aisha, hello. Oh my goodness, honestly, I, I'm I'm gonna have to take that snippet of an intro and just like play it every morning because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing anything. Hearing you say it, especially with your fabulous voice and like enthusiasm, I'm like, look at me go. I love it. If I can just bolster your identity in the intro, we've done our job. <laughs> You're like, and That's end of the we... podcast. There we go. <laughs> and good night. The podcast was just set up to just like <laughs> nurture really insecure comedians by writing one really good intro. That's the, that was my oh, whole goal. Perfect. Well done. There we go. There we go. Now, I always like to give people a little bit of context about how we know each mm-hmm. other. It, it would be easy for me to say that uh, we met at uh, Just for Laughs at the Homegrown Comedy Competition uh, back in 2015, but... And it would might be easy for me to say too. Oh, we both kind of were uh, started in Winnipeg, but I, I'm going to say this: I, I think we knew of each other in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm getting this totally wrong. But I feel like the first time we like had a bit of a conversation was in Toronto. I was walking into an audition. It was a best. It was a Best Buy audition, uh, and I don't. There was other auditions happening that in that same room, but there you were sitting, yes, waiting. And you said, Matt Falk. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. And we started talking and it was this connection of like, we're both from Winnipeg. We, again, both known of each other. And, uh, but I don't think we had really ever met before that. We Is had that definitely true? met before that. I love, oh, I'm boy. like, it's no, okay. It's not I'm not memorable at all, Matthew. Yeah, that, that's really, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, you know, I think it's because when I, I came into the scene and you ha- sort of were already established, so obviously I knew who you were and, you know, had been doing stuff at Rumors and at the local scene and stuff. Right. I'd seen, we had done shows together. We had been in the same Are you serious? Yes, we had spoken before. Um, we had had long heart to heart, so I'm just kidding. We haven't had ours, <laughs> but like we knew, I, I, we had definitely like met a couple times. But that's why when I saw you in Toronto, oh, that's weird. I okay. was like, you know, when you see someone like out of context, like I've tr- I've lived all yes. over the world, and so sometimes yes. I see people who look like someone I know, and I'm like, oh wow, that looks like my 
my good friend from like from Korea when I lived there. And right. I'm like, but that obviously can't be that person because right now I'm in Canada. And then sometimes right. it is, and it like blows your mind where you're like, well, these two things don't exist in the same time zone or whatever. <laughs> so I think when I saw you, I was like, that is that him? Is that him? Is that him? Wait a minute, but he's with it, and I'm well, here. What's going on? And it took me a while to be like Matt Falk, and I was like, let's see if he answers. You know that where you're like, let's see if he Matt turns Falk. around. And then yeah. You, yeah. So, but yes, that was a real connection. Forgive me for not remembering because I'm I'm awful. No, it's awful fine. with faces and names. Not even joking. Uh, probably shouldn't be. <laughs> you're saying. great at smells, though. <laughs> I'm great at smells. I never forget a smell. No, there are there are people. I won't say who, but there are people literally in in my extended family that I have run into on the street and not remembered who they. I don't know what it is. My brain, I think I get so much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I in feel social that. situations. And you panic. I panic. And so nothing sets in. This is putting you in good company because um one of my castmates on the new show I'm on, she just did um Babylon, Babylon with B- Brad Pitt. And she said that sure. he <laughs> sure she did. Sure, yeah, but yeah. Uh-huh. She said he has, I think it's called aphasia, where like he actually can't see faces or like recognize faces or remember faces yes and so i feel like now that he has it everyone else can now admit that they have it because it's like well i'm just like brad pitt you know thank you brad for bringing a much needed attention to this this important cause um i agree i am just like brad pitt in in numerous ways (laughs) but this is one of the latest ways that i am like brad pitt oh this is great and i would i I would love to chat with you more about this but uh i i I can sense a presence coming Mm. right now and that's that sound means oh boy boy. hang on here i am the ghost of comedy past today i take you to the first time you ever bombed (laughs) oh no this is so rude all right Okay, so the ghost of comedy past, Aisha, mm-hmm. has brought us to this place in time, the first time you ever bombed. Can you please explain to our listeners where we are, what you're seeing? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm sure that there was other times, but this is the time that really sticks with me. I was such a new comedian, and I was in Winnipeg. How old are you at this time? I, I mean, I started comedy when I was 30, so I'm not young. Okay. Like, I'm I'm self-aware enough to know that bombing sucks. <laughs> right, you know what okay, I mean? Sure. Like, I'm not as optimistic as I used to be. Okay, got um, it. But I had, there was an organization that um, helped people who had disabilities to be able to live independently. Yes. And they got a bunch of comedians to come through and be a part of this big celebration they were having. And there were a bunch of comedians who were part of their organization, who had different disabilities, and then some who didn't, who they c- had come in. Right. And- the one of the organizers was like, we want to have you do a bit of a longer set. Can you do some jokes about disabilities? No. And I was so new. And I was like, oh, um, okay. Oh, no. And I remember being like, well, I guess if someone who is part of the organization is asking me to do it, like, right. maybe it's okay. okay. And then I was like, what am I supposed to talk about? Like, I was like, okay, so I don't have a disability. So what can I talk about? And I was like, I'll talk about how I think it's so ridiculous when people, um, like the, the people who park in handicapped spots. Sure. Yeah. Like it's like they have, it's not like they have a disability, but it's like we should probably accommodate them because they're so stupid that they would take advantage of this. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I like that. And That's like, good. So I was like trying to go with the angle of like, you know, I'm not like, there's no, you can't, I didn't want to punch down, obviously. Right. But I was like, how do I find a way to get in here? Anyway. And then I talked about how like, 
people who are blind. Like one time I was going to the bathroom and the, all the lights went off and I like literally couldn't like figure out how to like find the toilet paper or like do the next steps. And I was like, wow, people who are blind. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so cut to the event, right? It's a daytime event. There's kids running around, which we all know is like not ideal for comedy. No, because that's you, the worst. It's, like, it's very difficult. And every comedian who went on before me was someone from the organization okay. who had a disability. Right. Okay. And then they're like, everyone's loving them. Everyone's having a great time. <laughs> and then they're like, now let's bring on Aisha Alpha, who's a comedian, dot, dot, dot. Like, and then I walk on and they're, and they're already like, oh, okay. So you're just here to entertain us. Let's see what you've got. Right. And I literally start off with like one of these jokes and I mean, I'm already like, as I'm saying the words, like, this is a mistake. I should not, this, I don't know what I, I don't <laughs> know what I was saying. As soon as you start, yeah. As soon, like the first word comes out. And there was someone sitting in the front row and legit, and she was in a, a wheelchair and she was in the front row and just like, she just crossed her arms and started shaking her head no. Yes. And I, you know when you like, there's one person who's not enjoying themselves in an audience. You're like, that's all you can that's, see. Yeah, it's tunnel vision, 100%. Yes. And so I'm like, try, I'm like sweating that like stress sweat that smells so bad. And like trying to like, you know, recover 20 minutes of this and then trying to win them back over. And eventually I kind of got them, but like bombing hard for 18 of the minutes. Oh. And then directly afterwards, the woman who hired me gives me a check and goes, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Asking you to jokes about disabilities. That was rough. And I was like, oh, no. thank you. <laughs> that was and I was that was like my I don't know sixth show oh that's brutal like she, the, the fact that she like so just nonchalantly like oh that sucked like <laughs> but at least she acknowledged it right like I was like maybe I shouldn't do comedy anymore and she was like just another Tuesday like it just did not phase her and it was so upsetting for me but it was a good lesson because I was like okay you have to just like trust yourself when someone says First of all, when someone tells you what to do as your as your comedy, you should probably just be like, oh, like, have you seen my stuff? Just trust what I'm going to say. If you want me to yeah. add in, like, talk about our boss or something, great. But, like, they can't be like, write a joke for me about this unless they're literally paying you as a writer yes. <laughs> to write jokes for something, I think. But it's interesting because when you start off, it takes time to learn these things. But now you are yes. an expert in stand-up comedy and performance. So now if someone came to you and said, do this, you would know what to do, but you wouldn't have known what to do if it wouldn't have been for this experience. Because if someone comes to you now and says, oh, absolutely, oh, do something about this, all of a sudden you flash back to that show and your brain goes, no. <laughs> to that woman in the in the chair just shaking her head, <laughs> no. She's like my guardian angel reminding me to just stay true to me and stay in my lane, you know, like, I've had people be like, you know what? Can you send me over what jokes you're going to do? And I'm like, I, I love that you want to like sort of know what's going on. But like, if you trust me and you're hiring me, then just trust I have your best interests in mind. If you tell me it's clean, I'll keep it clean. If you tell me to like say it, talk about your your boss, I'll mention him in a joke. But like, other than that, I'm like, you got to hire me because you want me. Exactly. And, and you know so. what? One of the most vulnerable things I ever had to do, and it's kind of along the same lines, because there was going to be ASL interpreters at one of my shows. Mm. Uh, and they had asked me, because it's an hour-long show, there's going to be two of them switching off, and they asked me, could you please send us a tape of what you're going to do so we could <laughs> practice your act? Right, right, and right, my, right. my instinct was absolutely not. Like, yeah. no. But because it's so vulnerable, and it's also like, I don't want you judging, you know, 
my show before I get there. But they're I was like giving like they're heckling with their signs and you just don't know. That's as right. You're going along. That's right. Wait, what are they? Why is there different laughs happening on this side of the room? What's going on? But I, I did it. I recorded because it was a newer hour and I recorded that hour like a week beforehand. I sent it to them and it was like really vulnerable, but it, it all worked out yeah. and it was it was cool. But it, it's bizarre also having other people kind of on stage with you performing. It, it was. Uh, but anyway, you're right. You yeah. got to trust. I mean, those. you know what, though? I think that's a testament to like you became vulnerable in order to include people, which I think is beautiful oh, because yeah. otherwise the people who needed the ASL interpretation wouldn't have been able to enjoy your comedy. And I'm sure they did. But like what I've learned, I'm, I'm learning a bit of ASL right now. And what I'm learning more and more is like, it isn't just sort of like a one-to-one, you know, this word means this word. It's like a real translation and it's yeah. translated so differently by different people. So it's really cool that you did that. I mean, just as an aside, this isn't a comedy thing at all. I'm just like, yeah, well, now that I understand it more, it's like, it's kind of, yeah, it's very vulnerable and beautiful that you did that. Well, I, I would say the same thing about you trying to do jokes <laughs> at that show because you, it's not like you set forth going, I'm going to, I'm going to really make fun of some people here. You were trying to include the group as well because they, they said, Hey, why don't you do these jokes? And you said, okay, if that's what you want. I'll do that. <laughs> uh, that when that, someone pays you early on, you're like, Oh, you're going to give me money. I'll do, I'll do anything. You just tell me what you need. You want me to build a brick house as well while I'm there? Sure. Like you're just so new. And okay, that's loud. I don't know if you can hear that, Aisha, on your end. Yeah, Here yeah, we go. Big. What is that? It's another visitation, my friend. Uh. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What is better, Toronto or L.A.? Oh, ghost of comedy present. Oh, what a question. Dear, 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 dear. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of like setting you up for failure, honestly. I, I know. I'm like, you can't. Here's the thing. People often ask me this in different contexts, like what's a better city? And I think that this is my truthful answer. There is no better. There's just different mm. because there's such different cities. It's like they really are like living, breathing caricatures, Toronto, Toronto and L.A., Um and so this is what I always say, like LA is a driving city and I hate driving, but you have to go <laughs> in your car from place to place and yeah. it's stressful and you have to find parking and do all this stuff, right? So that makes it more difficult to sort of have as much interaction. Whereas in Toronto, when people are walking places, we see each other, you say high five to people on the streets. Oh, maybe you're going to a show. I'm just finishing a show. Let me, you know, tag along yeah, with you yeah, or you yeah. walk past a place and you, so there's a difference in that way where I kind of because also I hate driving. I kind of like the Toronto vibe in that way where you, mm. there's a lot more like sort of spontaneous in the passing sort of connecting with people. Yeah. But Los Angeles, always sunny. Oh my word. Isn't it? Tons and tons of shows. So like so many shows, it's, it's like impossible to like know how many shows there are. And at shows here, you just never know what's going to come of them because stuff happens quickly. So there might be a booker at the show who's like, oh, I want to have that person on a late night show. And then like, you know, yeah. cut to three weeks later, you're on a late night show. Huh. Or I'm casting this movie and this is exactly the person I want for that character. And then you're in a movie. So I'm not saying like you, everyone gets discovered there. But for example, like when I came down to L.A. for the very first time to do stand up yeah. um, for the NBC um, finals for the diversity show, that's where one of the people at APA just happened to be at the show. And that's, that's my agent now. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's the kind of stuff where like, you just never know what's going to happen at any, like it could be a backyard show and it's someone like a huge producer or a huge drop-in comes. And then you, you tour with like Bill Burr or something afterwards. So that's what I love about LA. Whereas Toronto, I feel like that just doesn't happen as much. There's not as much like direct com- communication in like for the whole hierarchy of who can make things happen for you. And I think, so, I think what you're saying is you're basically saying, I think what most people would assume is that, Toronto, there's more of a uh, laid back, friendly vibe of a community. And LA Mm -hmm. is great because the industry is right there. Yeah, it's like, I think that part of it is like LA is kind of the hub in like for the world, for the entertainment industry, you know, whether that's TV, movies, comedy, um, like a lot of arts and stuff is this is where everyone's trying to get to. It's like the peak of the mountain in a lot of ways. And so Toronto for Canada is one of the peak, like Toronto and Vancouver, like kind of the peaks of the mountains. So and in, if you're in Manitoba, Winnipeg's the peak of the mountain. You know, yep. And if you're in Winnipeg, then like Rumors is the peak of the mountain. Exactly. So it's like, there's always something. Mm. And so it's like, really, it is the place that people want to get to. Even though, I mean, you know, Bollywood, Nollywood, there's other thriving industries. But when you get to LA, people are like, oh, oh, LA. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it's like you've, you've become a different level, even though you might still be like struggling here. You know what I mean? But once you are here and doing it. But struggling in LA is different from struggling in Canada. Struggling in Canada is like you do a show, you meet a producer and they're like, oh, this was good. We want to get something going with you. And you go, oh, this is exciting. And then you're talking with them and they're like, yeah, we got to find funding somehow. You're like, ooh, funding. That's exciting. Right. And then like. <laughs> that's sexy. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. And then like a year later, they're like, we're still working on that funding and oh okay and then like another year later they're like we're we're out of business we lost everything you're like oh that's very exciting but then in in LA you like you meet somebody you're having one meeting and it's like a small little meeting but you're like wait a second you you work where Warner Brothers like the the Warner Brothers yeah yeah you're like oh my word how is this happening because literally everything is it's just right there yeah and there's money there's money here like people want to make things with their money too so and it's not the government it's like individual people you know what I mean and like corporations just really rich human beings who love movies it's true it's true some of it literally is just like rich people being like, I'll fund your movie. And you're like, what What world do we live in? I know. Okay. I don't mean to put any uh, fear of God in anybody here, but uh, this one can get a little rough. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. What is one thing you want to happen in the next six months? Oh. Oh. Great question. Scary, scary, is, scary ghost. That's, that's so specific, um, too. The next six months, what's one thing you want to happen? Six months. I think it's so easy to go like, oh, okay. a year from now I want this. But six is a little specific. Yeah, I mean, here's what I here's what I really think. So I have, I have actually just wrote um, a bunch of goals because I feel like this year is like the coming out party for a lot of people where we're like, ah, oh, pandemic is sort of, you know, kind of like closing out we're yeah. kind of coming back. We're like being sort of from the ashes. We're re, what is it called? Like the Phoenix from the ashes. Um, I just stopped having, making humans and having babies. So I feel like I'm like a brand new person again. Stopped breastfeeding a few months ago. I'm like, aha, my body's mine again. Ooh, like let's, um, let's go into the world again. So my, I have some big goals, Yeah. but I think what I would like to offer is some of this sort of more, um, 
like day-to-day goals is that I I have an album that um, is already out called All the Parts, as you mentioned. Yeah. And that's sort of my life up until the point where I got married and was pregnant with my first kid. And because I did the album right after I gave birth. And now I have so much new material about Mm. being a mom and like the life where like, basically I feel like I've changed into a new person. And so my six month goal is to really just showcase and like come back out to the world open up the shutters you know what I mean let the dust fly off of the old me and come to the world with this new material that I'm so excited about I'm having so fun so much fun talking about about being a mom about the new confidence that I have as like a new woman with like a new body and a new outlook in the world and just all of that stuff I'm I'm just like really amped about this new material I have and it's just like building itself so I would have to say that in the next six months, that's my that's my thing I'm excited about is bringing that to the world more and more and more and getting that heard and seen by people. You know, it's so interesting. And I want to put words in your mouth, but you you are obviously a very accomplished actress as well as being a very accomplished stand-up comedian. You. But you said I'm throwing, you know, throwing off the shutters and I'm kind of dusting off the whatever the things. But <laughs> you uh, you you said it exactly like that. That's exactly, exactly like word that. for word what you said. <laughs> but like in the midst of you, you know, being covered in dust. Uh, according to your metaphor, you were like cast in this new Peacock yeah. show. You were doing all this great stuff, getting all this buzz and what have you. And yet having the blood of a stand-up comedian coursing through your veins <laughs> means that it's not official until it's in joke form. Yeah, you know what's funny is like the the last couple of years, so I I don't know if, if everyone doesn't know, like I have two kids who are under the age of four. Okay. So one who wow. was sort of just born before the pandemic shut everything down and one who was born during it. I was on bed rest for four months of my second pregnancy. So I've literally been like either pregnant or like breastfeeding a newborn or stuck in bed pregnant or breastfeeding a new newborn during the entire pandemic. And still the last two years have been my most fruitful years yes. as far as income is concerned. I yeah. have worked. I have been so lucky. And I think part of that is a testament to the fact that I have like shifted into this like totally new woman who is so much more confident. Motherhood has changed me. It's this beautiful metamorphosis for me, metamorphosis mm. for me. And so I'm like, I, I, I am so grateful. And I have like a wall where I just put sticky notes of like all the yays, all my like celebrations. You know what I mean? I'm very yeah. aware of how lucky I am and what I've accomplished. And it's wonderful. And maybe not even fully aware because when I hear you say my intro, I'm like, oh my God, look at me go. But like, <laughs> it is true that like, I think that because standup is the thing we have so much control over. Like we get to decide when we do shows, I could do as many shows as I want to like in, in a week. And, and it's my own perspective. No one yeah. can stop me when I'm on stage. And so it's this thing where you don't need permission. You don't need anybody else. It is a totally yeah. independent thing where I get to share myself. And so I think that's, like you said, it comes down to all this stuff is wonderful and great. And I'm super grateful and then stand up is the place where I get to, I don't know, just like live in it maybe. And like really, yeah, like tell my story from my own perspective. Um, and just, it's all mine, whether I do well or I do poorly, it's all mine. Like I don't have yeah. to share that with anybody. That's Nobody it. else gets the credit for it. It is totally, I own it all, you know? And I love that. That's really, really cool. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a kind of a, it feels like a, a good segue here because we're almost at the end. And as always, we're going to wrap up by talking about uh, what we feel the ghosts have been trying to teach you 
what the ghosts have revealed to you. Because Aisha Alpha, this is no accident that the ghost brought you to these three very specific locations, these three very specific questions. Uh, the first time you ever bombed, the question of where you like better, Toronto or LA, and yeah. uh, this hope of the next six months of your act. What do you think? What do you think they're trying to teach you? What have they revealed to you? I, for me, I'm like, I feel like it keeps coming back to like how this is the this is the breakout time. You know what I mean? Like people are saying, like, this is my year. I'm like, this isn't like my year. This is the year that's going to launch me into my life that I'm so excited about. So I feel like what the ghosts were doing was trying to ground me with like, be humble, right? Remember, remember mm. that person shaking their head. Where did you start? Be very humble. Mm. And then like, appreciate where you came from and where you are, Toronto to to LA and I got a little bit of Winnipeg in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yep. then also like looking forward as far as like, it doesn't have to always be the biggest, the baddest, the best, but it's like really for me coming back to like, who am I? Like, what am I doing? What's my now? What's going on with me? Um, and I'm just so excited about that stuff. So if, although I was a little bit scared of the last ghost, I do want to just give a big, um, a big shout out of gratitude to all three of these ghosts because that's like the fullness of who I am. You wow, know? wow. You're welcome. All right, stay <laughs> You're back the scary one. Yeah, stay back. <laughs> all right. I, I, if, if, do you mind if I add just a little bit something to that? Yes, please. I've been seeing that like you've been crushing it on every single one of these steps. It hasn't really been like, a metamorphosis, like you say, where, you know, the, the thing goes in the cocoon and then it waits for a while and then it comes out. This has been like a gradual and consistent growth where on every single one of these steps that you've walked on, you have accomplished something huge. You know, having having your comedy special produced by Bill Burr's network, your debut comedy special, is yeah, yeah. massive. All of yeah. like, even like in the beginning, as you're just trying to perform in different clubs and all that kind of stuff, was literally all around the world. And you know, yeah. moving from Winnipeg to LA to to all these different places, like you, you've been crushing it everywhere you've been going. So as you should be excited about all the stuff that's been happening, and as you should look back and remember your roots and all that kind of stuff. Also, uh, maybe a little less humility might be good. <laughs> Just like genuinely, like you said, look, look at like when you went, when we read the intro, you got so excited. I mean, that's just you. That's just your stuff. I didn't make that up. That's just you. You've been destroying it every step of the way. And uh, if this is what you've done in your cocoon, you know, uh, I'm sure the world can't wait to see what happens uh, once, oh, <laughs> once you come out. I of it appreciate that so much. And you know what? I think it's like, it's a beautiful thing. And I think there's, there's some, I, I think maybe it's a Winnipeg thing. Maybe it's a Canada thing. I don't know, but there yeah. is some beauty in always being humble. I think personally, I, I agree with you. Because I think it sets you up for better success and more outward love where you feel like, oh, wow, like you're you're always curious. You're always like reveling in the, the things that happen and the people around you. And you're yeah. able, I think, from a place of humility to really, which is one of my big things. I am always so happy for people like I. Oh, that's so there's good. Just, there's an abundance and everyone there's if my friends are doing well, that means I'm going to do well is what I believe. So it's like I think that that humility is a thing that just naturally is part of who I am. But also uh, it gives me so much joy to be from that place where I'm like, wow, wow, what a delight. You know, so that's, um, that's really cool. And that and that shows in what you do and, and how you interact with human beings. So that's that's oh, really thanks. cool. I should we only have a couple minutes left uh, before mm. you tell people how they can get in touch with you and how they can uh, uh, follow your career. Tell tell people a little bit 
about uh, based on a true story coming soon to Peacock? Oh, I'm so, so, so excited. I just finished like filming yesterday, literally yesterday. Wow. And it is this phenomenal, like, dark thriller comedy um, that's like kooky and wild and it's going to take you on a full-on like roller coaster ride that's just like you're going to feel like I want to get off the ride oh I want to stay on the ride like it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy Um, all of the cast is phenomenal Um, Craig Rosenberg who wrote it is just like a a phenomenal he he let he cast perfectly and he let people trusted people to do their thing so Mm. I'm very excited it's going to be coming out early June I hope everyone tunes in Um, and I play a fabulous character that I just love and totally relate to um and my hair looked amazing in every single shot so also um hopefully people yeah very important hopefully people tune in and i would love to hear people think about it when it does come out but um but yeah i'm very very proud and thrilled about this new show that's really really cool congratulations Mm -hmm. and and we can't wait to see it How how do people uh keep in touch with you how do they follow you um, my home address is, no, I'm just kidding. No, so hang people- on a second. Hang on. I mean, we don't have that many <laughs> listeners, but it's still not wise. I think that the best way to keep in touch with me is I'm on Instagram at Aisha Alpha, just my name, very easy. I also have a website, AishaAlpha.com, where I post um, my videos. There's a place where people can literally directly um, connect with me by sending me a message and it goes to me. So I, you can email me directly if you have questions or events or stuff that you're looking at. Um, and then, yeah, just um, through socials. Like that's really where I'm interacting with my fans and the people out there the most. So check me out on, on Instagram and um, let's be friends. Let's all just connect, baby. We will put a link to Aisha's website in our show notes. So thank you so much. This was uh, absolutely wonderful. A huge thank you to my guest, Aisha Alpha. Thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And thank you most of all to you, my wonderful listeners. Thank you so much. (laughs) And on your favorite podcast provider, would you keep helping us out? Would you keep uh, leaving us reviews, subscribing to us, giving us a a nice rating there? That helps so much. Uh, Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Matt Falk. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) 